Hello again, Team NXT. CD, Danny Mac here, bringing you episode 106 of the Undisputed Future Podcast. It's that UFP show talking all about the NXT show. I'm really hoping mid-November isn't too late for this, but Happy New Year, everybody. This will be the first episode of 2020 that I've been able to put together. Still trying to find that work-life, dog-father, social podcast balance thing, but uh, things are coming along. Things are all good on this side of the microphone. I hope 2020 has brought you all some joy in the short time that it has been here. What a year for pro wrestling. It's already shaping up to be, especially in the world of Wednesday nights. Now, this week on episode 106, going back a little bit of a ways, I feel like it would be be pretty slacking of me if I didn't discuss the year ends of 2019 awards for NXT and of course covering the January 8th and January 15th editions of NXT TV with the highlight in my personal book has been the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, my favorite tradition in NXT, maybe aside from the takeovers that take place in New York, but the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, that Dusty Cup is a treasured accomplishment in the NXT tag team division. We've seen many unique teams come through on this tournament. We've seen many a very interesting moments in NXT's history happening during this tournament as well, including the split of Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne. What kind of notifications am I getting that aren't related to audio programming? Sorry, everybody. Pete Dunne, Roderick Strong riding their own way through the tournament, and of course, the ending of this tournament would result in Roddy Strong joining the Undisputed Era, Samoa Joe and Finn Balor having their own bit of history there, Paul Ellering featured in a shark cage match in the finals with TM61 and the Authors of Pain back in the day. This tournament has brought us many new teams coming out of the woodwork as well as some iconic NXT moments in history. Let's talk about the year-end 2019 awards. Just want to breeze through these pretty quickly because, as kind of expected, this was the Undisputed Era show. That's how we started off 2020 with the look back that has been the incredible 2019 of the Undisputed Era. Standing out, of course, is Adam Cole, baby, our NXT champion, going one-on-one with Daniel Bryan and Seth Rollins on SmackDown and Raw in such a short span of time and proving that he is the guy that can get things done. The tag team of the year, Undisputed Era, very hard to look away from that being the longest, well, most reigns considered in the NXT tag team titles with three, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, such a well-fused together unit, absolutely undeniable tag team chemistry, and we've seen that proven in their title defenses and even those important matches that weren't for the title, insert Revival versus Undisputed Era right here. So another no question. Male Superstar of the Year. Just mentioned him, can't stop talking about him. Adam Cole, baby, our NXT Champion, Male Superstar of the Year. Also involved with the rivalry of the year that brought him that NXT Championship, Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole. An incredible series of matches that we were fortunate enough to witness in 2019. Takeover New York, I got to see Johnny win the title. Takeover 25, I get to see Cole win the title. And that hellacious steel 
cage match that we got in Toronto where Cole was able to secure the NXT Championship. So rivalry of the year there, well-deserved. Adam Cole just racking up the gold, baby, gold. Take a break and a little bit of a sideways from there. The NXT Women's War Games matchup, unbelievable. Shocking twists and turns, not just with Rhea Ripley and Candice LeRae able to walk out victorious, but Dakota Kai's savage attack on Tegan Knox and turning her back on the rest of her team didn't stop Dakota Kai from winning the future star of the year. And the Kiwi captain of Team Kick isn't looking to sl- stop or slow down anywhere soon. Takeover of the year, a little bit of biased on my part for this one, considering I just mentioned the two I was fortunate to attend last year. But absolutely undeniable, the history-making War Games pay-per-view in Chicago. Takeover of the year, no surprise there. Breakout star, Keith Lee. Absolutely well-deserved standout moment in Survivor Series, going shot for shot with the big dog Roman Reigns in the roster versus roster versus roster traditional Survivor Series match. 2020 going to be a big year for Keith Lee, and I'll be discussing him a lot on this edition of the podcast. And our overall competitor is our NXT champion, Adam Cole, Bebe, Undisputed Era, taking not just one, Not two, not three, but four in total categories. Lots of plaque and titles in the corner of the Undisputed Era. I was very satisfied with these year-end awards. I thought that a lot of my personal picks and and predictions did come true. There were arguments to be made for each and every category. That's how stacked this NXT roster is. Nobody's vote to get any of those awards would have felt totally out of place. And that's the beautiful thing about Wednesdays, that all of these people, winning or not, they are going to keep on proving why they were in the talk and why this brand will be the one to watch in 2020. Skimming through, let's go to January 8th, 2020. The nightmare has cometh. Our NXT Women's Champion is now Rhea Ripley. Lots of in-ring memories, but a ghost from her past NXT UK superstar, Tony Storm. Now, this, of course, was before the great event that was NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2, which I can't stack the conversation card enough and discuss that as well. But please reach out to me at podcast underscore UF on the Twitter and give me your thoughts on what is a hidden gem of the WWE Network, and that is NXT UK. I kind of stockpile my episodes like I've been doing similarly, similarly with another great pro wrestling program, NWA Power, on YouTube, I stockpile the network episodes, then I just give myself one big Saturday worth of three or four NXT UK viewings in one afternoon. Definitely fills those voids when you don't think that there's any live professional wrestling or new professional wrestling to get your hands on. So NXT UK, NWA, can't really plug those shows enough. On-demand viewing is the beautiful thing about the times that we are living in. January 8th started off with a whole cluster's worth of the talents that is the NXT and NXT UK women's divisions. Rhea would pick up the tide, Rhea would pick up the tide and the pieces, and Riptide forced for the win with her teaming with Storm. 
and Candice Gorey as well. Candice trying to play peacemaker in between the two women with history involving the NXT UK Women's Championship. And I believe this match is all but punched in for Worlds Collide. Between the beginning and ending of this episode, I'll try and pull up a Worlds Collide card as it stands right now because that event is looking to be another TakeOver-worthy events. I know it's essentially the NXT TakeOver for Royal Rumble weekends, but we have so many highly anticipated matchups to look forward to involving NXT UK and our NXT North America, for lack of a better term, brands. I want to cover the Dusty Rhodes Classic All-in-One Shot. What else from the 8th edition I could speak to? A man who debuted on Christmas Day for NXT television, Austin Theory, Austin Theory, former Evolve champion. The man is so young with such a great look and so much talent. He's going to be one to watch across up and down WWE's cards. Taking on Joaquin Wilds and very wilds of a attire appearance pick for Joaquin. Um, Alien shape meets predator armor kind of helmet going on. I don't know. What I do know is that two names that could very well be the future of the building and growing cruiserweight division under the NXT umbrella. If you're not watching 205 Live, another hidden gems on the WWE Network comments I can make. Sometimes the live crowd just doesn't have it, and I get it. You just sat through SmackDown and you're waiting for a dark main event, and this is the opener to close the show before a main event. Very odd placing for 205 Live. Personal opinion, I'd make it another full sale show with those dedicated batch of fans. Or if you're going to have it on the same day as SmackDown, tape it before. You could take the live aspect out of it and it could just be there for the name and rhyme sake. But tape it before SmackDown. Give those people a wild intro. Show them the main roster product that you're airing on Fox that you're soaring for in the reaction time. Get those reactions early. Let them go into SmackDown airing live on national network television hot with cruiserweight action and let it air for the rest of us on the WWE network. Let us feel what that live crowd feels with appropriate reactions. Just my personal take on it. Austin Theory with a TKO style cutter for the win. Impressed with Joaquin Wilde's talents since the breakout tournament earlier in 2019. Austin Theory though, finally getting the win after coming up short in a very impressive debut. I miss when takeovers would feature high-profile superstars debuting. This not taking place for Austin Theory or Shotzi Blackheart, another one debuting on Christmas Day, coming up just a bit short against Bianca Belair. But Austin Theory would have been perfect for a takeover-style debut to NXT's televised happenings. But great match with Roderick Strong to make a debut, coming up short and getting the win here on Joaquin Wilde. Shotzi Blackheart... Another one I've been impressed with on the independent circuit. Finally making their stakes known in NXT. And I'll get to talk to her in her big moment this past women's number one contender battle royal. Going through Dusty Classic a little bit later. We finally have solidified for TakeOver Portland. I know I'm jumping the gun from Worlds Collide a little bit. Johnny Gargano questioning the loyalty of Finn Balor and the tale of two phone calls. Balor getting the call to go to Raw. Johnny Gargano wishing to stick around to NXT for as long as he possibly can. So this is 
Who is the standard and flag bearer for NXT right now? Johnny Gargano has had his blood, sweat, and tears in this brand for as long as you could possibly remember. Johnny Gargano's been NXT for as long as anybody. Without being the longest reigning champion, one of the longest tenured superstars in this brand's history because he wants to be there. He wants to prove what makes this a special place for professional wrestling talents and fans as well. Johnny's takeover is not just a nickname, it's a lifestyle, according to Mr. Gargano. Balor would lay out the challenge for Portland if Johnny can make it that far. What was supposed to happen at War Games, they're still going to war in February, just about a month from the dates that I'm recording this show. Championship Sunday, this Packers 49ers game is shaping up like a blowout. Time to squeeze in podcasting with playoff football and Royal Rumble season coming up. So thank you all for bearing with me. And one of many times I will thank you across the course of many of my episodes for listening. So Gargano versus Bauer, official for TakeOver Portland. We will see many things shape up for these big events between Worlds Collide and TakeOver Portland. Bauer's already slated to face Ilya Dragunov, just spontaneously come come back to me. At Worlds Collide, Ilya Dragunov is one tough competitor and definitely one who has had standout matches in the past. Him versus Cesaro at Cardiff was also one to go back and binge yourself some NXT UK on the network for. We would see North American title match up for grabs between Keith Lee, former rival Dominic Dijakovic, Cameron Grimes and Damian Priest, four men absolutely worthy of a title shot of this magnitude. Dijak and Priest, incredible strikes throughout this match. Cameron Grimes, who feels like the real winner of the breakout tournament given airtime and the victories, has been able to stack up over his time on NXT TV so far. That collision course that he does is always impressive, but Keith Lee would shine through this entire match, winning it with a huge Spirit Bomb to Cameron Grimes, Lee versus Strong, two weeks from January 8th, this coming week on January 23rd on NXT TV. We have a lot of build to talk about beforehand. Between the 8th and 15th of January editions of NXT TV, I would like to discuss the incredible actions of Undisputed Era. Blackpool 2, right after the main event between Walter and Joseph Coffey storming the ring, taking it to the leader of Imperium, taking it to the members of Imperium who just went through that hellacious fatal four-way ladder match for the NXT UK Tag Team titles. Undisputed Era would stand tall during the NXT UK TakeOver, delivering the last shot, which is probably the first shot of dedicated war between Undisputed Era and Imperium If you're not here for faction warfare of this magnitude, I don't know what you're listening to the rest of the show for, but please continue if you just enjoy WrestleTalk. But Imperium versus Undisputed Era is going to be a barn burner of a matchup. Definitely one to keep your eyes open for, and you gotta watch how this will all shape up in the coming weeks. Kind of jumping ahead of the gun just a little bit, but I do want to talk about the January 15th edition and most recent talkabouts of NXT TV. 
So thank you for bearing with me in that 15 or so minute synopsis of NXT year-end awards and what I feel was noteworthy talking about on January 8th. If I happen to miss anything, please do not hesitate. Reach out to me with more conversation or any of the fine NXT podcasts available out there. I do want to take this time to give a special shout-out to Next Stop at NXT Wednesday. My boy Peyton over there, we're going to get some collaborations in this year, my friend. That's one of my resolutions, to get this podcast. As much as I enjoy my solo work, I want to get a Patreon up for those who have been loyal and listening to me since essentially day one. And I want to get more collaborations in with the other breaking out and talented NXT podcasts available. Who got next? Wednesday Night Wallop and at NXT Wednesday, NXT Stop. The next stop right after you listen to this show should be that show. Anywho, let's talk Keith Lee. Keith Lee opening the show as number one contender to the North American Championship. Keith Lee has budding and extensive, or at least what's building to be extensive history with the Undisputed Era as a whole. But most particularly, as specific as I can get, Roderick Strong and that North American Championship. Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic's rivalry got in the way last time that the North American title was up in his grasp. Lee versus Dijakovic was that last impactful move that Roddy was able to take advantage of with a swift kick and a capitalizing three count to still retain his North American Championship. We would address this by stating how remarkable of a 2019 Undisputed Era has had, but he feels that they have peaked and he remains limitless. The Keith Lee stock is just starting to grow. We're seeing it all pieced together. The interactions, the in-ring promos, the backstage work, the veracity behind his words. What he stands for. How does the Limitless One's mind work? And let's not even get into the things that he does, despite his size and his stature that he's able to deliver in that ring. Lee is shaping up to be the total package and getting a one-on-one opportunity for the first time at a piece of NXT Championship hardware. Undisputed Era would interrupt and end it all. Last shot with a knee, ugh, and the knee would be braced in a chair and shattered by Roderick Strong. Keith Lee, an insurmountable four versus one odds, but daddy's home. Tommaso Ciampa would provide backup to his war games, brethren in Keith Lee. Ciampa and Adam Cole. Ciampa's goal is to get his life back. I didn't even gloss over the impressive promo packages that Tommaso Ciampa has gotten as of late. 238 days, then it's just taken away from him. Adam Cole has not earned it in Tommaso Ciampa's eyes because he has not beaten the last one. No, I I agree with you, Colin. I'm shaking my head about this too. He has not taken the man who initially held that championship down. Ciampa versus Cole is nowhere near finished. Tegan Knox, another one who has unfinished business, would vow to get her hands on Dakota Kai, and this would all shape up in the really, really 
really impressive talent stacked women's battle royal. You watch some battle royal matches, and it's just out of out of proportion, or something's not catching on. This women's battle royal to main event January fifteenth held me at each and every possible moment. So Tegan Knox vowing to get her hands and revenge on her former friend Dakota Kai. Now, before we jump into a cruiserweight title match in the air at Worlds Collide and the shaping up history recall between Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano, I do want to talk about the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Tournament. The first round with some incredible matchups. We would see Gallus taking on Undisputed Era. We would see Forgotten Sons versus Imperium. Actually, we would see Forgotten Sons versus Imperium first. Two, two different classes of athletes, you feel. The rugged biker street gang in the Forgotten Sons. The well-oiled, classy, traditional machine that is Imperium. Toughness in every corner of this ring, though. Fabian Eichner, broken noses all, still tough as nails, even removing that face mask mid-match, and still, we have so many great, I love this working relationship between Evolve and NXT, because we have so many NXT talents able to establish themselves as Evolve champions. Then you see, why was he Evolve champion? And you watch Fabian Eichner go, and you realize, oh, that's why. Stand out in the first Cruiserweight Classic Tournament, Former Evolve champion, one of my favorite members of Imperium, that isn't Walter. I mean, it's it's kind of hard not to like these guys as, as a group, but I got to say the Ring General is probably my favorite. Alexander Wolf's inclusion after that post-Sandy lifestyle definitely looked up. And Eichner and Martel Bartel, excuse me, Marcel Bartel as a tag team. Definitely getting things done on all fronts when it comes to Imperium. I really like this matchup going back and forth. I know there's a lot of people not crazy about the Forgotten Sons, but I do, and I say this with all sincerity, I do believe that they get better each and every single time they're in the ring. There's been some unbearable moments. There's been some things you question why, but then you see what these guys can do given just a little bit more time and the right amount of tag team chemistry, and I do think that that Undisputed Era. All I want to talk about in this tag team division is Undisputed Era. I do think that Imperium gave them the kind of competition that complemented their style, and it was a hard-hitting, great back-and-forth match. However, it would come down to the X-Factor of Jackson Riker, and no, not in the way you might think. Riker was proving to be possibly that last key moment in this matchup, but Bartell would neutralize the outside presence of Jackson Riker, and that would be the key to hitting the European uppercut to powerbomb combination Imperium needed for the win. Imperium moving on, not just to Worlds Collide to face Undisputed Era, but in the next round of the Dusty Classic as well. Another NXT UK versus NXT Worlds Collide matchup in this Dusty Rhodes Cup would be Gallus taking on Undisputed Era Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Sneezing while driving is scary, and so is sneezing while trying to deliver some interesting wrestling conversation on a podcast. Sorry about the sudden break, everybody. Gallus versus Undisputed Era NXT versus NXT UK Tag Team Champions colliding in a memorable, traditional tag team 
tournament. This will come down to the size of Gallus versus the numbers and experience of the Undisputed Era. Great match, though. Gallus is the real deal. Even before I watched them at Blackpool, this was a nice note to see what we were in for on that Sunday. And this gave us what we wanted out of a tag team matchup. Wednesday nights for tag team wrestling. It's happening on NXT. I know there's the emphasis on what importance AEW was supposed to bring to their tag team division. But we are fortunate enough to be getting it on both channels right now. Between NXT and AEW as far as great tag team wrestling is concerned. Great match would force a miscommunication, a very rare miscommunication between Fish and O'Reilly. That's how good and quick thinking for such big men Gallus are. Thinking on their feet, able to cause just the slightest rift in the movements of an experienced tag team that Fish and O'Reilly are. Gallus, not just powerhouses, but intelligent competitors as well. However, Undisputed Era would end up doing exactly what they do best, and that is win. That is win in the tough situations, no matter who is on their inside or who is on the outside. Adam Cole would stand up for his boys with a big step-up in Seguri, which would seal the victory for Fish and O'Reilly. Total elimination and eliminating Gallus from the Dusty Roads Tag Team Classic Tournament. Undisputed Era moving on. Imperium moving on. We got more. And we got one of the most unique. Let's call it makeshift tag teams. Because I don't know any other way to put it. The Broserweights. Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle. And now I don't have the acting chops. I can't deliver this in just an audio specific medium. To give it the just do that it deserves. But the Matt Riddle take on how Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle grew to be the team that they are for this tournament it's quite the uh, it's quite the story it's quite the roots for a character development story and uh, just go ahead and YouTube uh, Matt Riddle forming the Broserweights with Pete Dunne very very entertaining stuff they would take on more NXT UK talents my two guys of NXT UK talents my favorite since the initial WWE United Kingdom Championship Tournament, Mark Andrews and his t- tag team partner, Flesh, Morgan Webster. It was a fast start. I love the familiarity between three of the NXT UK best. Pete Dunne, their longest reigning champion, even to this day, that has been what Walter has done with that championship. Pete Dunne over 500 days. Andrews. Long history with Pete Dunne. I knew this at one point, but these facts go in and out. But just that reminder that Andrews faced Dunne in his very first matchup in his teenage years. Flash Morgan Webster, another great talent out of Wales. The tag team chemistry with him and Andrews, undeniable. Pete Dunne, one hell of a competitor and proving through his title run why he is one of the cornerstones of the NXT UK brand. The hot tag by Mark Andrews, not to be undersold. The speed, the precision, the accuracy, the stun dog millionaire, the high-velocity, mile-a-minute action that this matchup brought. But my favorite, and I 
really admire when the Dusty Classic can do this for me. You wonder, why are these two teams together? Did they just not have anything for them? And then you see this unexpected tag team chemistry between Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle. Great, unique count breaks by both sides. Fast and furious action. I know I'm saving that description for the Cruiserweight Championship number one contender. Well, that's that's a bit of a tricky landscape. I'll explain that right before I talk about the match. But, but, what a great match. The ex, the, the bitter end to high angle knee to the jaw. What a tag team finish by Dunn and Riddle. But a shout out to my favorite counter of this match. An X-Plex to a Stun Dog Millionaire by Andrews out of Dunn. Brilliant. Silky smooth by Andrews. Great finish. Dunn and Riddle moving on in the Dusty Roads Tag Team Classic. Champa says Cole was on the hit list. Undisputed Era would lay down another SmackDown. Johnny Wrestling would bring back up this time, and we would see a meeting in the middle that we have not seen on good terms in a number, a number of long, long months. DIY finally appearing to be back on the same page. Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano bringing us not just some of the best tag team matches in the brand's history, not just their blood feud when it all went south for DIY, but now bringing us a memorable reunion. These two men are causing my wrestling fan barometer to go way up and down, back and forth. It's hard to measure, but we will get one more for all time's sake at the challenge of Mustache Mountain, Tyler Bate, and Trent Seven. DIY versus Mustache Mountain at Worlds Collide. Yeah, might as well talk about this now. I'm talking about the DIY segment. Undisputed Era would storm that same parking lot that Gargano and Champa would meet in and unleashing an angry Keith Lee. The man would hulk through, break the must break the windshield of a Ford Mustang, and vow that the prophecy ends through him. And please, if you're out there listening and your video editing skills are up to task, please give me a compilation of Keith Lee just pouncing people into the front row, out of the ring, inside the ring, off the ropes, out in a parking lot, wherever you can find this and stitch them all together, please do it. Please put that together and be sure to tag at podcast underscore UF because I'll watch that numerous, numerous times for the sake of YouTube hits. Okay, between Tag Team Classic and Reuniting, another Reuniting, Alex Shelley, and Kushida would take on the grizzled young veterans. The time splitters would be split no more and reunite under the NXT umbrella. Not going how these two reunited friends would like it to. The grizzled young veterans would manage the victory and give us quite the great post-match promo. This was another high-octane, hard-hitting tag team matchup, though the grizzled young veterans are so mean and so hard-hitting but Kushida and Alex Shelley. Now, what I've seen only really surmises into a YouTube rabbit hole worth of Alex Shelley and Kushida tag team matches, but does not look like they have missed a beat 
from traveling to ending up in NXT. Top, top shelf match and tag team chemistry in this tournament so far. What a round one this has been. What a way to close out round one between the Time Splitters and the Grizzled Young Veterans. Kushida would be taken off the top rope and a ticket to Mayhem would be served to Alex Shelley. What some people may consider, given the circumstances, an upset victory in this tournament for the Grizzled Young Veterans. But can you really ever consider the first ever NXT UK Tag Team Championship winners an upset? They busted the bracket against Mustache Mountain when they won those titles. So they are always one to watch in these tag team formats. And that's not just for the titles. That's not just here. That is a fact to take with you into future tag team title tournaments and a possible future run in the NXT Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. They would derail the reunion tour. Why'd you come to Full Sail where a bunch of hipsters could pretend to know who you are? They are never going to stop. They are the present and the future of tag team wrestling. Great stuff by Zach Gibson. There's a reason why people are taking their shoes off in the crowd to hate Zach Gibson. The man brings the heat when he's given that microphone. Great stuff. Loving the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Round 1. Now, let's talk about the cruiserweight landscape right now. Tiger Breeze, Isaiah Swerve Scott, and Leo Rush meeting in a triple threat match. The winner of the triple threat match would join in a fatal four-way match at Worlds Collide where Angel Garza as champion is already stamped in. The winner here, Isaiah Swerve Scott, would verse Garza as well as facing two other NXT UK talents at Worlds Collide for the Cruiserweight Championship. Good. We're all caught up. So it's it's, It would have been nice to see Breeze, after all this time searching for a singles title under NXT, get the win here. But I say this as a fan of Tiger Breeze. I love to hate him ever since the first NXT arrival, since NXT TakeOver Fatal 4-Way, for sure. But Isaiah Swerve Scott, watching that man, I'm always saying, I've never seen that before. And that goes for this half-and-half JML driver to a roll-up. Absolutely incredible finish for Swerve as he moves on in this tournament. So Swerve versus Garza versus NXT Talent 1 versus NXT UK Talent 2. Good? Okay. Formatting that match threw me for a loop as well. Gotta make this kind of a bit short episode here, gang. I am pressed for time. I'm trying to have this out for your Monday commute, or at the very least, Monday evening for your Tuesday commute, and hopefully it's it's going to be a short one, because I'm trying to, trying to keep this episode short, despite how much conversation I may have fallen behind in. There's my dog scratching himself, so I apologize for any more background noise we might have heard. Hey, buddy. Talking NXT. What are your thoughts? This women's division is stacked, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Who do you think was going to win the Battle Royal? I definitely didn't expect a lot of the names that were in this Battle Royal to be in there. Packed with talents, Casey Catanzaro would return. Mercedes Martinez would be back 
in NXT, this time as a signed superstar to the NXT brand. Shayna Baszler, just when you think the Queen of Spades would hang up her crown and head over to Raw or head over to SmackDown, we have Shayna Baszler in this as well. Incredible stuff. This talent is so stacked. You just look at the landscape of this battle royal. The returning talents, the current talents, Shotzi Blackheart joining the race, Tegan Knox, Dakota Kai. You, you were wondering why Dakota Kai was missing from this match. We would see her continue that feud with Tegan, costing her an opportunity. Although you shouldn't climb to the top rope during a battle royal match, so that was kind of on, uh, kind of on both sides there, causing the elimination. Anyway, Shotzi Blackheart eliminating Shayna Baszler. What? What a crazy upset. Yeah, she loses her debut match to Bianca Belair, but then you get to eliminate the longest reigning between her two reigns with the NXT Women's title out of another shot at the title that she perceives so deeply as hers. Shotzi Blackheart, another one in for big things. Give me Shotzi versus Shayna yesterday, or at the very least within the next like two weeks or so on NXT TV. I'm, I'm patient. I could wait within two weeks. Bianca Belair and Io Shirai would absolutely tear it up as the last two remaining contenders in this matchup. Bianca Belair would land the EOD to the outside, not for the 1-2-3 this time, but for the W. Power would triumph over the speed in this battle royal. And you kind of got to give it to it. It's Royal Rumble season. Hopefully we see some NXT women's division talents in the Women's Battle Royal, women's Royal Rumble this year. So this Women's Battle Royal could definitely see it being a bit of a warm-up for that. And uh, based on some some NXT favorites going into this, hopefully uh, Shayna Baszler won't meet that same fate as she does going in as one of the favorite names in the Women's Royal Rumble this year. Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley, a match we've seen quite a couple times, but has always been enjoyable to watch outside of the title picture. Give these two ladies the championship spotlight. It's well-deserved. I do think they're going to have one hell of a matchup at NXT TakeOver Portland. That is assuming that Rhea Ripley versus Tony Storm doesn't grant Tony Storm another victory against Rhea Ripley. So much to talk about between Worlds Collide and NXT TakeOver Portland, but I did want to get this the sort of overarching episode with what NXT's 2020 vision has been. Yes, there's a pun in there somewhere. And yes, it's even funnier when you notice that the host of this show wears glasses and has an astigmatism. So haha, 2020 jokes, year, sight, sight on two fronts there. All right, I'm hoping that made somebody at least chuckle or at least wonder what the hell is this guy talking about. Going about 40 minutes, I'm going to try my darndest to have a little bit more of a week-to-week viewing and sight on things. This was the first episode back from holiday and New Year hiatus. Trying to get myself more on a decent mapped-out schedule that I can give you guys more regularly releasing episodes. Trying to have this one out Monday night, Tuesday morning at the very latest. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Please, I know I glanced over a lot. I know there weren't matches that I would have liked to go into more detail on. 
So please, if I missed anything and it's really sticking conversation point with you in viewing NXT television, reach out to me on all of the social media, most prominently on the Twitter at podcast underscore UF. Any conversation topic, any tweet interaction, give me a follow. Trying to get to 1,500 followers as quickly as I possibly can. So this is a bit of a plea. Reach out to me, not just for the numbers, but for the conversation as well. Undisputed Future Podcast, all one word, is the Instagram. Uh, Try and get a picture out with the preview of the episode discussion. I'll get a dog conversation started with a picture of Colin, the Velveteen Dog, who you've heard shaking and heard me speak to through the course of this episode. So for wrestling topics and dog picks, please follow at Undisputed Future Podcast, all one word. Reach out to me on Facebook. I don't know what kind of good it's going to do. It's my least used form of social media, even for myself. Um, thank you. No matter where, when, or how you're listening to this, whether it be on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, my personal pick for podcasting apps, SoundCloud, my most fe- my most frequently advertised podcasting platform and where I host the RSS feed, so it's really easy to promote from there. No matter how, what, when, why you're listening to this show, thank you for giving me some of your time. Thank you for letting me into your eardrums for some NXT conversation. I will speak to you as soon as humanly possible, and my schedule allows for it. This has been UFP Show, all about the NXT show, Undisputed Future Podcast, episode one. Oh, 06. I will talk to you next time, and thank you all for watching wrestling. <laughs>